Hello everybody and welcome back to the technical area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host, Gaffer Grimmer once again. This is the last podcast. Well, the last podcast before the Premier League returns anyway. So suddenly the world is beginning to resemble the normality we have missed and craved so dearly for over the past few months. We've seen football return across the world. Australia is now even considering letting in up to 10,000 fans into games. So suddenly there is some semblance of normality. There's an excitement that the world is returning to normality. And of course, it might actually put to bed some of those Premier League transfer rumours that have been trying to clog up and fill in the gaps that these sports writers have, you know, missed over the past few months. But in terms of FM, of course, there is that little bit of gossip. And you may have seen over the past two weeks or so that my football manager adventure has changed ever so slightly. So yesterday a blog post dropped outlining how pre-season went with Bayern Munich. Because in case you missed it, I've left Rennes. And I've made the move back to the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich. The team we've all come to hate when we've been managing in Germany. Because of the resources, the quality and calibre of players that they have. Just the overall you know, level of which Bayern Munich can achieve. Of course, we do hate PSG in France for the same reason, and here's me kind of signing for the enemy, although somewhere different, but it's a different job. An FM experience like I've not really had before, because like most people, I've taken on the challenge of building up the smaller side, trying to take on these default historical bigger sides. And take them on and try and you know, overturn them and become the biggest club. Now granted Bayern Munich did finish third in the Bundesliga last season. They had an early Champions League exit. To eventual champions Real Madrid. Which is something that gave me a little bit of some sort of you know, good feelings. Because of the fact that they did manage to beat Real Madrid 4-1 at Rennes. But yeah, it's the Bayern team that's you know needs a little bit of TLC, needs a little bit of care. But of course, all the details that you'll find in the blog post, which will be linked below, well, the site will be linked below, uh, so you can check it out there. But this week, we're back to standalone episodes. This week, we're re- moving away from that mini-series we've been looking at over the past couple of weeks. And we're returning to a topic that we only covered 10 episodes ago, 10 weeks ago. And that's training, and in particular, the focus on tactical periodization. And the reason I want to return to this is because I've been spending a lot of time thinking about the approach. With Ren, when we had the Champions League, fixture congestion caused some issues in terms of team's form, in terms of the loss of some of our strengths, because we weren't able to spend the time at the training ground. And at Bayern, that challenge is there as well, because the Champions League is there as well. And I feel I really need to reevaluate how I approach training a football manager. I need to rethink my approach. 
and from all my research i I keep coming back to it over and over again but tactical periodization is the approach that stands out the most to me it appeals the most to me and it makes the most sense to me unfortunately it hasn't been too easy to implement this approach at Bayern. i took over after pre-season had started and then fixtures were coming thick and fast because i'm in the 2022-2023 season so the 2022 World Cup is disrupting the natural order of things. You're playing Champions League fixtures every week with you know a couple of, a couple of international breaks dotted in between. So bringing the ideals, bringing the philosophy of tactical periodization to life hasn't been something I've been overly successful in doing. But bringing the ideals to life in game is something I want to do. I want to change how I train my players. And... I, believe, I want to get started with this approach, translating it to FM and bringing out what I can from this Bayern squad now and in the future over the next couple of seasons, should I last that long, of course. Because, let's be honest, training isn't what it used to be. In real life or in FM, gone are the days where players accept and managers prepare by just throwing out a few cones on the training pitch. Let's do a few dribbling drills, passing drills, let's take shots in the keeper and we'll finish with a game. Okay, might change the rules during the game, but nonetheless, it's a very, very simple, very, very basic structure and something we've all experienced from our own playing days, whether it was Sunday League, schoolboy, whatever level it was you played. Because as football continues to seek and find the fine margins that can allow a club rise to the top, to bring a team to new levels of success. The training ground is the birthing place for any of this. Using statistics like we spoke about before to find areas to focus on, or reinforcing a philosophy that you want to bring out of your players, successful planning is vital. And through tactical periodization, this could be the way to help you plan better and prepare better and of course bring out better success than what you've had so far in football manager and it's something i ask the community or like you know in terms of tactical periodization do you use it are you familiar with it 28 percent familiar 42 percent nearly 43 are familiar but don't use the approach in football manager with another 28% saying, you know, not familiar at all. So, of course, before we get into the, you know, the fine details of tactical periodization, a lot of the information I've learned from research and reading, you'll find in the links below. All these websites have been sources of good information for me. There's plenty more. I didn't link the European game there, that great book that's definitely worth reading. The chapter on Porto is where to start. But, of course... You know, that's up to you if you want to get into reading, if you want to find the more details, or if you're happy enough with the information I provide here. But nonetheless, the links will be found down below. But when it comes to tactical periodization, we have to start, of course, at the beginning. And that's a Vitor Freyd, the Portuguese lecturer and the man behind the concept. Freyd worked at Porto to develop the approach when Sir Bobby Robson was manager of the club. What tactical periodization is and what Vitor Freud developed was a method of training which is still in use by professional sports teams 
which incorporates tactical work into every aspect of training. It rejects the traditional idea of training each aspect of someone's game, for example fitness, game awareness or skills, in isolation, and instead advocates a holistic approach. One of the game's biggest promoters, I suppose, of tactical periodization is Jose Mourinho, the most notable student of the approach. An early adopter of tactical periodization and a revolutionizer of training in football, an approach which, when he brought it to Chelsea, changed a lot of players' ideas and minds about how training should be done. Even John Terry remarking how he wasn't used to seeing footballs in the first week of pre-season training, let alone the first day. But what Mourinho does is Mourinho talks a lot about having gone from being a rigid coach with his own perspective, where he would run his own race, to becoming a more pragmatic trainer, adopting and adapting to the opponent to a greater extent. And that's how he uses tactical periodization. He's able to focus on his philosophy, but as well as that work on tactical work, being a bit more pragmatic in his match preparations for the details that every opponent brings, the fine areas, the fine margins of success, the weaknesses, working on your own and trying working on ways to exploit your opponents. And then another big you know, supporter and advocate for tactical periodization is Carlos Carvajal, the former manager of Swansea, Sheffield Wednesday, and I believe current manager of Rio Ave in Portugal. And what Carvajal says about the approach is, we look at our players, we decide the system that we want to play, the idea that we want to create, and from there, from the very first day of pre-season, we drop exercises to follow our idea. So, from the beginning, we work with high intensity with more time to work. Day by day, we progress the intensity to prepare for the first game of the season. Before continuing to say, some people think that just by integrating their pre-season training, they're automatically doing tactical periodization. But they are not. It's not like that. You can't really understand it unless you understand complexity theory. We learned a lot of things outside of football. When you have all this in your brain, it starts to become clear, but it takes study. Of course, Carvajal is in a unique and privileged position that he studied tactical periodization under Vitor Frat at the University of Porto for over three years. So for Carvajal, he's very fortunate and possibly in a position that we, as football manager players, really won't find ourselves in. But we have to make do with the information we can glean from elsewhere to develop the understanding of the complexity of the approach, the complexity of the game, and use our knowledge and implement it as best as we can with the tools at our disposal, because we haven't got the free thinking, open, book, blank page that real life football offers. We, of course, are confined within the parameters set to us by Football Manager. But we must start with a tactical approach in mind. That's where tactical periodization begins. Knowing where we want to begin, the style, the philosophy. And design a schedule with these factors first and foremost, with fitness and underlying focus in each session. Now, should fitness be individual, should it be separate? That's not something I can say. That's something for you to decide to fit in with your schedule. But just to remember and keep in consideration that you know fitness 
is this secondary aspect to tactical periodization. It underpins almost every approach that it is that you are looking to do. It underpins every session. But getting kind of more into, into detail, we look at kind of examples of people who have used tactical periodization in the past and continue to use it in the present. And at one time when he was the caretaker manager of Rangers, Graham Murty used a training model where sessions were divided into four areas, ball, game, body, and mind. And they were the four sessions, the four pillars upon which the tactical periodization approach he used was implemented at Rangers. And then each of these sessions could be broken down into different areas. A focus on the four game moments, in possession, out of possession, transition to defense, and transition to attack. And then taking these pillars and concepts, they were put together and built into a 12-week block of training plans and training programs in which there was two six-week blocks which would be repeated. So weeks one to six, weeks one to six, and then into a new set, a new plan. And then each week would have its own team. So the first week was I was build, breaking the lines, changing the point of attack. The second week, finishing. So you focus on creating chances. Players' movement and the penetration into the final third. Week three, focus on transition. Transition to defence. Week four, setting traps for the opposition. For pressing. Week five, final third, defending. Week six, transition to attack. And that cycle would happen over and over again. But of course, they're weekly blocks. What do they look like on a daily, like day-to-day basis? Well, obviously that cyclical pattern existed then again when it came to your day-to-day. So after your match day, the first day is a rest. Day two, recovery and kind of basic tactical principles. Days three to five, detailed approaches to the style with strength, endurance and quickness sessions kind of underpinning and kind of been kind of one of these underlying themes to all of these sessions. Day six would be a match activation session before day seven, another match day. That's obviously an ideal world. And it's an approach that can be seen in many other sports because tactical periodization is not just something that has been applied to football. In anyone, if you're a fan of the NFL, I'm not. I don't think you'd be too surprised to know that tactical periodization is something that's even used in the NFL. So NFL traditionally games are played on a Sunday. On a Monday, it's kind of film or match review, lifting sessions and correction periods, which is kind of recovery, you know, match analysis, the likes there. Tuesday is a day off, which coaches use then for game planning. Wednesday is kind of game plans. So what you go through there is kind of tactics and your focus for the next game. And your play preparation, so kind of looking at attacking and defensive approaches. That's kind of what we'd be calling it. In the NFL, obviously, it's plays. Thursday is your play prep and your run-throughs. So that's kind of attacking and defensive approaches. Again, kind of match-type scenarios, tactical scenarios. Friday, you look at situational play. So for us, that's match situations and technical, you know, sessions, even set-piece sessions as well. Saturday, 
would be to walk through such a match preview and then travel to the game and then Sunday is a game day. So there, I think for me anyway, but yeah, I feel with tactical periodization well and with a lot of things in regards to training. So we can look to other sports. And we can look to other sports to give us some inclination, some understanding of how to cope with different scenarios, different situations. Whether it's, you know, strength and endurance from rugby, from day to games, from you know, even, you know, weightlifting sports. Whether you look at kind of tactical approaches from basketball, you know, uh, fixture congestion with baseball, wh whichever way it is that you work. There's so many lessons for us to be learned from other sports. So, in building a weekly program for tactical periodization of football manager, how exactly would I go about it? Well, originally then you'll have your match day. Following on from a little bit of Graham Murphy from the NFL, from the NFL, match day plus one is a regeneration session, regeneration day. Match day two is kind of at your restart day, where you review. You can look at the last match and see. Match day three can be strength and high intensity sessions plus three. Sorry. Match day plus four is your endurance, quickness, and style of play sessions. Match day plus five, reset and rest. Match day plus six, tactical preparation. And then match day again. And the cycle can begin all over again. Unfortunately enough, there's plenty of great resources out there for all of us with tactical periodization. And those of us out there who now have implemented it into Football Manager in the past. And one of the most key resources that I've kind of found has been from FM Samo. And Samo's adventure started in FM19 when using this approach. And one of the principles he said was, the simple explanation of the methodology is that everything in training should be related to in-game scenarios. Football is unpredictable, but the repeated training of these actions is creating habits and eventually predictability is created. And the advice Samo gave to any reader, you may have read it yourself and forgotten, but so I will remind you, and in case you haven't as well, is to narrow down the modules that are available to the ones relevant to your style and the ones that will aid player development. Use an attacking cycle followed by a defensive cycle. With no off days, but preview review sessions combined with recovery and match tactics sessions. Tuesday to Thursday, if you're not congested fixture-wise, they are the key aspects of your game. And interestingly enough, when you look at Samuel's work, it's continued into FM20, with double recovery sessions following a midweek European fixture. So adapting to suit this additional congestion that fixtureless is seeing of success of course overall session to start a week a warm-up to the more intense activities that will follow general physical sessions to address all of the aspects of a player's physical attributes triple sessions daily from tuesday to thursday if a fixture is on a sunday and if it's not just tuesday to thursday a medium workload so that's kind of where you see the bar going orange at the bottom only on one day and that's the first day back so really kind of Say a Tuesday if you played a match on a Sunday. Days two to four are Samuel's training, where tactical periodization, focusing on attacking and defensive organization, 
with full three sessions the day before a game, match tactics, match preview and teamwork sessions. So taking inspiration from Samo, the NFL, all of these places, how does it look for me now? So when I load up Football Manager 20 next time, my training is now going to look like this. and follow this structure if I have a full week to prepare for a game, which would be a luxury at the minute. But day one, match review and a recovery session. Get in on focus on team cohesion. Get in and focus on tactical familiarity and recovery. Self-explanatory there. Day two could be a rest option. So it's a case of use community outreach, team bonding sessions, and maybe like that an overall kind of general session in the morning as well. Day three, set pieces, goalkeeping, and a strength session. So just working up on the three there. Day four, going for the attacking cycle then. Going for so for me it's usually patient, defending, so whichever whichever area needs most focus for an opponent. And then maybe an endurance session as well. Day five, technical session one, technical session two. So that depends on my needs, the areas, the issues I've had. And then, of course, you know, what the opponent I'm going to be facing is going to require of us. Then a quickness session, possibly scheduled for that third extra session in the evening. Day six, match tactics and match preview. And then day seven, match. But like I said, like Samo said, there's a lot of adaptation, a lot of thinking kind of that needs to be done when you're faced with that tough challenge that is fixture congestion. So and that was something I asked the community, how do you cope during periods of fixture congestion in FM20? 33% prioritise recovery and physical sessions. 50% prioritise recovery and match tactic sessions. No one looks at tactical training as a priority. And 18.7% prioritise low-impact training. FM Stag also offered an extra bit of tidbit of advice, tidbit of input there, saying continue with the planned schedule, but ensure a rest day is given to anyone with a considerable injury risk. So taking the congestion from Samo's advice from all these other places, and then from what I've put together, how of my training looking at the minute so the week begins with that weekend match day the day after is match review and recovery day two match preparation so you're kind of looking at attacking defensive teamwork set pieces goalkeeping sessions any of combination of those and then possible match tactics match preview if i'm facing a match on day match day plus three if i'm not then of course that is the match preparation day fully. Again, so you're going to say in a match, if I'm fortunate enough, I get to do match tactics and then the match preview, or if not, you know, just quick turnabouts there. If after your midweek match, then you have that review recovery session. On that fifth day, that could again be a if it's not a match day on match day four, you're looking at um your tactical sessions. The light work and then you're getting into you know match preparations on day six with that match on day seven followed by a rest so it's intense it's challenging constantly needs to be adapted constantly needs fresh thinking constantly needs to be checking out what's working and what's not working 
But at the end of the day, it's what works for you best that brings out the success. But you have to be self-reflective. You have to be aware of what is working and what is not working for you. And it's not just from the clips and the highlights we see in the match engine. It's looking at the numbers. Because that could be often where the true details lie. Because when it comes then to match your match, kind of focusing on a match training, all of this stuff, tactical periodization, mastery of the approach may come. But it is never perfect. Because striving for perfection is silly. But tactical periodization, if we can find our way to make it work, that can help bring our mastery of the game to new levels. So most of the community focus on tactical and technical training sessions in Football Manager. It's important to remember fitness and level of adaptation of players is superior to isolated training sessions. So working in tandem, working on those sessions that focus on more than one area, that could be the best way forward. And working in that cyclical way. Because repetition, repetition, repetition. It's how we teach. It's how we learn. And it's how we grow. And it's no different when it comes to FM20. So the next time you sit down, just before you load up the game, grab a scrap of paper, a notebook, back of a receipt, whatever it is, and write down five words to define your style. It's important that we do sit down and define this philosophy, our approach, and what it is we want our teams to do. Then, when you're finished, your next FM session, take another moment and examine what are your team's weaknesses, what are your strengths, what are the areas of your game that you can improve. And mastering this process requires understanding, and doing so during difficult times in the game can be a true challenge, again, but a very rewarding one like fixture congestion, runs of bad form, whatever it may be. Establish your priorities. Find solutions to issues. That will help build a long-term identity for you, for your team, and support your mastery of the training process. Now just before I let you go to start writing down those ideas or to give you time to go and look up whatever it is, it may be on tactical periodization training and all of those sorts of things. It's a few little bits of housekeeping I just have to go through. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a positive review, share on your socials with your followers. Really, really greatly appreciated. You know, more listeners get more listeners, more people may get involved. We get more voices, and the podcast becomes a richer place, not just a place for me to share my ideas and any interesting bits of information I may have read over the past week. Feel free to get in touch on Twitter, check out the site, all the links to those found down below. Again, if you aren't getting involved with those weird community polls, they do come out Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. We're pods recording on a Thursday. So, you know, keep an eye out. Have your voice and like FM Stag, maybe add your own extra little bit. If they feel the poll doesn't give you enough of, a, of an easy way to have your voice heard in terms of community of course there's so much content coming out there's so much great stuff like again a shout out to FM Samo because his training talk and his tr- 
and his approach with Ibar has been really, really interesting this year. The evolving story with FM Grasshopper and Hugo Ojeda in Mexico. And a big congratulations as well to Oliver Jensen with Ren sticking it out longer than some of us who quickly jump ship rather than sink our teeth in for a long term plan and find success. And with Ren, you know, hold my hand up and have to applause. But if there's so much more content coming out, so much I've missed out on. So check out that hashtag where you can do on Twitter and Slack. Music from the podcast is Bump Pond 5. So in case you're looking to start your own better version of this, that's where you can get the music. Or, you know, whatever FM project you may be you're working on. And of course, all the links to all of them will be found down below. So as we head into a new week, where midweek football returns to the Premier League, kicks back off. I hope you enjoyed your FMing. I hope your fantasy team is ready to go. And, you know, I wish you all the best for whatever way it is going. Stay safe. Keep washing those hands. Keep the social distancing. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye now. Thank you.